On today's episode of Shooting the Breeze, we take a look at the latest drought monitor, discuss some of the recent hot weather around the country, but also across the globe. We're also going to take a look at what's ahead store for Central Illinois heading into August, so let's sit back, relax, and let's shoot the breeze with your local weather authority. Meteorologist Adam Sherwinsky. Hello. Hello. There he is. And meteorologist Molly Mason. Hi. Premature hello. I'm. It's Friday for me, so you know. For yeah. you, not for me. Haha. <laughs> it's Monday for me. How are you guys doing? I've been running around town trying to figure out what my story. I actually have my story today is about heat. Um, I know it's not super hot today, but you know we are still. I was talking with some roof a roofing company about how they combat the heat and. That'll be on later tonight, uh, and then I have an interview with Dr. Trent Ford, the uh, state climatologist, to talk about how how we have been, kind of the warmer days we've seen so far, the trend has been so far here in the state of Illinois. So, Yeah, I was giving Adam grief because he was saying that it was hot. He said, you weren't here yesterday, and you don't have to work outside tomorrow. I, I am also, anything above 85 is not my cup of tea well yeah i also lived in missouri where in southwest missouri where it was like 100 degrees is like a normal hot day yeah that's that's why you leave there yeah that's why i mean that's (laughs) not why i left i left because i wanted to get closer to home but oh yeah yeah yeah. no that's what that's yeah yeah, that's good i kind of i kind of miss it a little bit there were days where it's like i didn't even realize it was 100 degrees and it's like hmm, that was hot but i didn't realize how hot it was until later in the day when i was doing the forecast ah yes like how it's a hot day so you guys remember the last time we hit 100 degrees in peoria uh 2012 yep 2012 july i want to say 13th i 12th somewhere in there i just had it on my forecast sheet this week i want to say it was also the 13th yeah Yeah, it was it was around there Yeah. yeah that's yeah i mean it has to be to get that hot i think you've said that before chris to get that hot it has to be dry Mm mm-hmm it helps. Uh, and we got close. I mean, I think the hottest we've been this year is 98. I mean, that's, mm. so, you know, and we could get Saturday could start to push that a little bit. I don't think we're going to be dry enough in terms of uh, low enough dew points, but still, it's not going to be delightful. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's why I'm going to be stick, stuck in the studio. <laughs> no. Don't forget, everyone. Higher moisture means more intense UV rays. Wear sunscreen. Yeah. And hydrate 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 well that's regardless yeah regardless but people forget sometimes i i forget sometimes to drink some water after a workout i'm like oh i probably should drink something <laughs> all right well hey before we uh get to the meat and potatoes of our podcast let's talk about on this day in weather history history all righty july 21st 1987 a massive f4 struck in northwestern wyoming the 1.5 mile wide wedge occurred at an elevation of over 8,000 feet, making this event the highest altitude violent tornado in U.S. history. No human casualties occurred, though around a million trees were flattened. July 20th, 
2005, Hurricane Emily made a landfall in northern Mexico as a Category 3. Storm surge destroyed most of Laguna Madre, a coastal fishing community, and heavy wind damage and inland flooding was reported around several other towns. No lives were lost. July 19th, I remember this one, 2018, an outbreak of 21 tornadoes impacted central Iowa. Four of the twisters were significant EF2, two of which attended EF3 intensity. Marshalltown received a direct hit where much of the business district was left in ruins. 35 people were injured. This is the part I remember. On the same day, a derecho formed in northeast Kansas before moving southeast into Missouri at Table Rock Lake near Branson, Missouri. Winds of 60-plus mile an hour toppled a duck boat with 31 passengers abroad. Tragically, 17 people were lost. I remember because I was at the uh, yep. uh, third Thursday out there, and I remember seeing the clouds and looking at radar scope with my friends who are also meteorologists that came into town, and we're like, ooh, this is going to be bad. July 18th, 1996, Wisconsin's most recent violent tornado and the strongest twister of 1996 struck the village of Oakfield. The F5 destroyed dozens of homes, several businesses, and a few other structures. Twelve people were injured, though luckily no fatalities. So a lot going on in terms of twisters and deadly storms. Taking a break from some of the hail reports, but it's mostly been twisters, hurricanes. It's that time of year. It is that time of year, yes. Yep. So that's This Day in Weather History, a Facebook page you can follow as well. They have great content almost every single day, if not every single day, for local, abroad, across the ocean, you name it, they've got it. And some really old stuff, some really recent stuff, too. Yep, good stuff. I like following that page. Mm -hmm. All right, let's let's talk about, uh, we had the latest drought monitor come out. Uh, Nothing crazy in terms of, um, of adjustments, but there were some... Uh, some improvements, uh, specifically across far southern Illinois, where some of the abnormally dry, which is the low-end drought, uh, was uh, kind of erased. And we also had a strip that moved across Mason and Fulton counties uh, that were also saw some improvement in conditions. And uh, moderate drought was kind of trimmed back a little bit. Uh, South or uh, mainly impacted parts of Logan and DeWitt counties that's been trimmed, and then we've uh, had a very small reduction in severe drought uh, out near Champaign, though they still remain kind of stuck in severe drought as of the latest monitor, uh, which was released again yesterday. And uh, it's all based on, I believe, data as of is it 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. Tuesday? Yeah, so. Uh, 8 a.m. Excuse me, 8 a.m. Eastern, so 7 a.m. Central. I I remember looking at it this morning before I got in here, and I just wanted to double check it, and it does look better than it was, but there's still more to go. Yeah, and look, I mean, this is not, what we're dealing with is not terrible in terms of drought. This isn't a, uh, there's really no long-term concerns with this. Right. Um, You know, we've had, we saw some expanding drought, that's largely starting to be erased right um now if we end up with a dry august which you know is currently forecasted by the climate prediction center uh we could see um uh, drought conditions reintroduced or slightly worsened but i'm not expecting anything like widespread severe not like texas uh, or um, right. some of the southern states you look you know across the west the south in particular um you know they've been dealing with 
extreme and exceptional drought conditions for a while. We're not going to have to deal with that. I uh, I looked at the every time I look at the drought monitor. That's the one thing that sticks out is that how much of the Southwest is just red and brown and orange, and how it's S and L. It's like both short term and long term both. So it's every little bit of everything. And um, I had a conversation this morning with our news director, who's from California. He's like, this is it, that that when we talk about drought here, it's a completely different ball game than what's going on out west. Yeah, this is not, and and even right now, this is. I mean, drought is bad but it has been significantly worse yes it, and even parts of the south and west it's you know it's a problem and there's always going to be drought there's always been drought but you know right now what we're dealing with um i don't i think it was worse last year in parts of the west than it is now we've had a i think if i remember uh has the monsoon even really started out there yeah they've had a good uh, they've had some monsoon type patterns bringing some rain to Arizona uh, parts of Utah as well so there's been some improvements in fact we've actually seen uh, some improving drought conditions already in parts of Arizona and New Mexico um, and I think that's only going to continue as we get into August um, particularly in parts of Nevada and Utah so some some good news uh, hopefully I mean look you're not going to be filling up Lake Powell <laughs> right. anytime soon but we're lake mead uh, that stuff's probably never really gonna unless they change the way they're you know we're using water out west that none of that's gonna be fixed yeah but uh but yeah uh so here in illinois we're fine i think the corn crop is doing quite well yeah it looks good at least from where from what i've seen uh, mm -hmm. locally i mean i remember uh i was shooting video the other day out by a cornfield and a bean field Beans looked good. Corn was starting to uh, silk in some spots and others. Uh, what was it? Uh, our phone talk, Brian and I went to a story last Friday. Corn looked good out there, too. I mean, out in uh, Tazewell County. So, Yep. Hey, look, I mean, uh, the farmers have done a great job at managing. Yeah. With, you know, we're four to five inches below average. That sounds like a lot. Um, and I actually went and I did the math on this earlier this week. Uh, through the month of June, uh, Peoria was, this was the 37th driest start to a year on record. Uh, for normal, it was the 34th driest start to a year on record. And then for Champaign, this was their fifth driest start going back to 1997. That, that site yeah. um, is not as old. Our sites here in Peoria normal, the data goes all the way back to the late 1800s. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, fifth driest start, but that's a smaller sample size. Right. Um, point is, it's been a lot drier in eastern Illinois, and it's really a small pocket right. of eastern Illinois. So if you're, you know, if you're a farmer in that area, you're probably having a rougher year than everyone else. Um, I know also, uh, and we're talking about drought, uh, drought conditions, and you know, the drought monitor and all that. But we're also uh, a lot of the country, not just our country, but a lot of the planet has been talking about the heat has been a big concern, especially across the pond. Yeah. You know what? And it's a lot of it's just because it's hitting Europe. Yeah. Uh, you know, parts of Africa, Asia are actually below average and well below average temperature wise. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's this pattern. It's the same kind of pattern that brings very hot temperatures to say Alaska. When we get them over here, this situation, um, you got this big cutoff low that's sitting, I believe off the coast of Europe. You got this, it's a it's a block pattern. And so it's just been taking this warm air from Africa, displacing it further north up 
into parts of Europe and the UK. I mean, it's still quite hot for them. I mean, they're not used to seeing temperatures like this. They're obviously not prepared for it. They don't have not, you know, when your average high temperatures are what the seventies this time yeah. of year, and you know, you're getting up into what is basically triple digits. Um, you're not necessarily prepared for that. And so I know that uh, one of the, big, the biggest pictures have been, that come out, uh, that have come out from uh, the UK has been that, um, uh, officer uh giving a drink to um one of the guards there by buckingham palace that's been a big one i think a lot of people have been focusing on that because the uk does get hot obviously in the summer but not like not like this yeah it's yeah. Just, this is a hot hot and i i'm trying to think of uh, i think uh, other places across the globe obviously texas has had a bunch of heat wa- heat advisories and so we've got some in our viewing area mm-hmm. for tomorrow um I'm trying to think of other spots. I, Australia, I think, is also another one that's been seeing a lot of heat, even though it's their winter, question mark, right? Yes. I, double check. I haven't seen any stories out of that. But. Yeah. I know most of the stories have been out of the UK because, again, they're not. You don't think of heat. You think you don't think of foggy old England. You think of everywhere else in the world, like, you know. So. Yeah, that heat's been displaced. I mean, it, that heat's usually around North Africa, Southern Europe. Yeah. It's been displaced up north. Uh, they it, it's been cool though this is not I, I think i don't know what years it was but there was like a 13 or 14 day heat wave way back when in england that 76 maybe it was bad <laughs> I know it wasn't quite as hot but it was longer lived and so they didn't you know they were stuck in with this heat wave for two weeks i know that uh a lot of the articles on like the headlines I'm looking at briefly here online, um, they're talking about 38C, and to do the math, I'm not going to do it right off the top of my head, but that is very hot. 30C is about around 80-something for us in uh, Fahrenheit, so 38's hot for them. It's 100, no, 100 degrees. Is it 100? Mm-hmm. I, math is hard. Yeah, they've been hitting the triple digits. Yeah, which, again, not a spot you would normally see that. No. No, they're not prepared for it. They need to consider, you know, air conditioning is widely available. Right. It's been widely available for a long time. And mm-hmm. even these areas that are not accustomed to having heat may want to consider something relatively inexpensive. Um, now, you got to have the energy to power ACs, which take a lot of a lot of energy. But they'll need to consider that yeah. in the future. Um, I think that's interesting that they uh, – I'm looking at the Wikipedia article on it real quick. And um, July 15th is when they declared a national emergency as UK's first red extreme heat weather warning. Uh, for much of southern, central and southern England, uh, all the way up till July 19th, 2022, provisional temperature of 40.3 Celsius or 104.5 for us. And that sounds like our radio station, 104.5. I don't know how I feel about judging something by the first time a certain warning's been issued. I have no idea how long right, they've been issuing warnings of that caliber. You know what I mean? Right. And that's why I saw that. And I was like, hmm, it's interesting they're putting that, but how long has that been a thing? Like, the thing in their box that they've been looking at like this is something right. we can use that's what I'm, I, I agree with you on that that's a little it's a it's the first it makes it sound like it never had the heat before yeah which they have <laughs> they, i mean it does get hot everywhere i mean everyone experiences warmth um except antarctica this time of year but even then that would be a really bad thing if oh we did. that my. would be really bad oh my it's bad enough it's happening over the north pole yes let alone the penguins <laughs> Yes, those poor penguins. I mean, they're starting to see heat, but not like not this. Not this. We're saying that a lot. Yeah, they get heat. Not this. Not this. No, 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 no. no, no. Hopefully not. I doubt it. I mean, they've had they've been. uh, It was a couple years ago. We had sixties up north of the Arctic Circle. Like, I forgot where, but there was a. It was really well above average. Temperatures were kind of reversed. It got cool down here, but it was super hot 
<laughs> relatively speaking, in the winter uh, across the northern and uh, in, in the North Pole. I know that um, a lot of people, when they think of heat waves, they think of drought as well. You know, we've talked about that before briefly. Um, speaking of things that go hand in hand, another event that, that kind of popped into my mind as we're talking about the heat, we're talking about uh, drier conditions in the Southwest. Um, one thing that just kind of popped in my mind is like, People are thinking, oh, it's been such a hot summer. And we have. We were above average. I mean, we were talking about that the other day. Above average in terms of temperatures for much of June. But uh, nothing like 1936. The Ooh. heat wave of 1936, which was also in conjunction with the Dust Bowl out in the plains. So if you want to talk about a bad summer, that was a bad summer. I did a whole report in college about it. And I remember um, a lot of the places were like Dust Bowl, Dust Bowl in the plains. But when I tried to shift the focus back to the Great Lakes, that was the first summer that the uh, I think one of the Springfield Country Clubs had a pool packed every single day um there was a picture i found for that report Uh, i know it's not the great lakes but in the uh, lincoln nebraska out in the state capital people were just hanging out in the lawns at like it was like 80 something degrees at night in the middle of the night and people were just trying to cool stay cool so that's the one thing i don't we've had did we have one morning i think you mentioned that we were close to 80 or right around 80 for a low overnight like high low we broke a record We've broken them a couple of times right. for the warmest overnight warmest low, lows. but those warmest are lows. in the 70s. Still, that's yeah. not comfortable. We no. might set another one. I have to double check. I can actually check. We might set another one Saturday night. Yeah. For those of you listening at home, Chris has a computer, as do I and Molly. And we're, Chris, Hi, Chris I, is remote. <laughs> yeah, Chris yeah. is remote. I'm just sitting in my regular chair. We do have, even though we might see a warmest low Saturday night, we do have relief on the way next week yeah I saw but that. but it might rain there's a rain chance just about every day i i can take that but that's the thing some people don't want the rain but it's like you have to have you have to ha- take the good with the bad in order yeah. to cool it down you can't well, have and it both ways that the problem is people are like oh rain that'll help the drought the chances are low which means that not everyone will see right. rain or enough uh, to make an impact it will probably rain uh, the, t- the 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 chances are low because of the timing. It's hard to figure out exactly when it's going right. to rain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm pretty confident that most of the, everybody's going to pick up a little bit of rain over the next week. It's just exactly when. Does it come through late, say, Monday night versus Tuesday? Or does it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's not a bad opportunity. We've actually got a lot, of, a lot more moisture available this time around than we've had in recent weeks. Um, so... You know, if, if it rains, it actually is a be- could actually potentially be quite beneficial uh, if it can come through at the right time. It looks like right now Tuesday night through Wednesday might actually be the best, uh, but we'll see. That tends to jump 24 hours in any direction every time I look at the models. So that's why the chances are around 30, 40 percent. Is it another uh, ring of fire situation we're talking about there, Chris? It's similar. Um, it's the same idea. It's just this time. Um, we have, uh, we actually have some more upper level support coming oh. in, uh, the jet streams dropping. Um, it's not just storms riding the edge of a ridge. We actually have a trough that's setting up over the great lakes. And then the way high pressure is oriented before we basically had high pressure between us and the Gulf of Mexico. Well, now that high pressure is pushed offshore off the Atlantic coast. And so now the winds aloft are coming out of the south and southwest, which brings in that moisture from the Gulf of Mexico. And so that's going to help us out a little bit more, at least in supplying some deeper, richer tropical moisture. That's interesting because uh, 
you know, when we talk about ridging, we're thinking like, oh, it's going to be nice, hot and dry. And it's like, mm, depending mm. on where the ridge is, that yeah. can really mess you up too as well. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Know, and that pattern I just mentioned, you just mentioned is a little bit different of a game, uh, game changer. But um, yeah, no, it's a interesting time of year when it comes to forecasting for storms because when you get those rigid ridge runners when you get those ring of fire situations a little bit different than like we have a cold front coming through that's about it or a typical spring setup where you've got the low mm-hmm. warm yeah. front you still get those this time of year but you don't get well those. we had a so we had a cold front come through earlier this week mm-hmm. and i made it a point to say hey look if you notice the air behind this cold front is not really all that much colder right. than the air in front of it and somebody's like well can you really call it a cold front i'm like well it's still a it's a leading edge of a different air mass. Right. And I said, if it weren't for the sun all moderating what was otherwise a colder air mass to make the temperatures kind of even out, we strip that away. You still have colder air. And it certainly, look, it was still hot. It, we, the, the high temperature was still 90. It was 90 the day before, but you could feel that it was different. Mm-hmm. It was, it was drier. It was less humid. Uh, it felt much nicer. And so that's kind of the, kind of the nice stuff there i i I like when people think about that too it's like it's a cold front i always don't go it's a cold front if you want to call it that i mean it is a cold front but it's like yeah i use a cold front air quotations we're gonna change a whopping one degree yeah at most or yeah but people forget that when we really think about cold fronts the best time of year to think about cold fronts are the change in into winter like fall through spring is when you when, actually when get cold, cold air cold air goes from yeah. you know 20 to zero the next day or it goes to well, 65 to 40 the next and day and we're still in our severe season but we're in a different kind of severe season right. we're not necessarily going to see the perfect setup of a supercell we're yeah. going to see more of those wind oriented events and they're they're yeah. possible, but they're not like as common. Yeah, this is not the right time of year for that. That's stuff. That's not necessarily what we're going to be looking right. for. And a lot of the severe stuff I've noticed too is that this time of year, when you get to July and August, a lot of that moves farther north, like in places like North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Michigan. Well, it follows the jet stream. Jet stream yep. this time of year tends to be up to the north, and, and that's, you gotta have yep. you gotta have strong winds aloft to generate the wind shear for. That's what I tell people. They're like, oh, we can get it. It's like, you can get it any time of year. But there's, in the summertime, it's like we we lay off a little bit of that severe weather. It's still possible. I'm not saying it's zero, but it's just a different kind of setup. The the risks that we talk about later in the summer just tend to change a little bit. Right. Um, And then we get our, I'm trying to think of flooding. You know, we've gotten some flooding this time last year, knock on wood. We don't get it again like we did last year for McLean County. But um, those setups are even different than what you'd find in the springtime when you get flooding, mm-hmm. or fall when you get flooding too. Am I, am I right? Am I wrong on that, yeah. Chris? Yeah. No, that's right. Um, usually in the spring, we're more concerned about river flooding because you've got snow melt from the north, and you end up with some heavy rain events early in the season that lead to rising river levels. Uh, flash flood concerns kind of become our issue this time of year. Right, and they're very quick and short term, as yeah. opposed to like we've got days and days of just rain or right those long term and then in the fall it gets helped by blocked storm drains because of the leaves falling and yard debris that's really yeah which is another issue within itself there's flooding is such an interesting topic to think of yeah because there's there's different causes yeah it's my least favorite to talk about cover because there's just so many variable variables it's a lot yeah there's and the weather service say they're cleaning it up they're (laughs) we have so many different types of flood products in terms of warnings advisories watches they're cleaning that up Um, but it's also just kind of like it's important to talk about but it's 
you know, it's not, you know, it's flooding. It's, it's, it's very dangerous, especially the flash flooding. And so we have to talk about it, but uh, what's the term? It's just not a fun topic to discuss, right? It's not for the lack of a better word, sexy or super entertaining. Right. Um, in terms of, you know, what is good, but it is important because it does happen to kill a lot of people. Yeah. And so we, we have to talk about it when it happens. The good news is the Illinois river ain't flooding anytime soon. We are uh, just hovering around 12 feet. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty quiet. Yeah, it's, we've got, we've got a lot of wiggle room before that puppy starts to rise. I know that, uh, I was talking about a couple weeks ago with, uh, Mike Johnson over at the, uh, Fond du Lac park district, uh, and he, uh, Fond du Lac Park District, uh, chief of police, and he uh, was telling me about one of the marinas is getting to a point where it's like it's really shallow and it's hard to put your boat in. Like they only have pontoons and John boats, basically. You can't put in a bass boat or a bigger boat because you just, there's no room for it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, and it's every year it's been getting shallower and shallower. But lately, with the dry conditions we've seen on the river and how low the river has been, and it's not a very deep river in some spots either. Like I know when you're putting your boat in, over at the marina in East Peoria, it's not very deep compared to, like, the actual channel. And even then, it's not the deepest river. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what else we want to talk about? Anything else? We've talked about we, – I like how we went from drought monitor all the way to flooding in one yeah. com- whole string of conversation. Gotta, you know, we got to hit all our bases here. got to yeah. talk about all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got cooler weather on the way. I did look up, by the way, that record. Um, record low for Saturday night is 80, so I don't know if we're going to break that. That's an old timer, too. That goes back to 1892. Eep. You know, I think I'd be okay with not breaking that specific record. You know, I'm good. Yeah. 80 I'm degree good. nights are awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, I'm, I'm noticing a pattern. 80 degree days, eh. 80 degree nights, no. 80 degree dew points, absolutely not. Well, usually if you got 80 degree dew points, that's when you end up with those 80 degree lows. So. <laughs> yeah um i That's remember my mom used to go why turn the ac on just open a window i'm like do you want to experience that yeah and she was like well you just it'll get a breeze there there is no breeze there's, mom. there's nothing it's just humid yeah nope all right well i was looking at the uh client prediction center recently issued their um outlook for the month of august and uh above average temperatures nearly nationwide and below average precip is what they're calling for so if we do end up you know with below average precip as expected uh with this outlook um then we could see the drought conditions worsening across the state but we'll see we'll see what happens um i was looking at it does look it does look warm you know here's the thing we're heading into a triple dip la nina which i think is unprecedented i don't know if we've ever had something like this but going into la nina winters you tend to have some pretty warm summers so this is kind of par for the course in in that aspect and we could be worse always be worse now as warm as it's been it hasn't been you know we haven't had consistency at like 98 99 degrees um we usually, if we get real hot, we're up there for a day and then it cools off. So it's been, you know, we've been consistently about four or five degrees above average, especially this past week. Um, but uh, at least we haven't been cooking yet. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> keep your fingers crossed that doesn't happen, everybody. Yep. All right. 
You guys want to wrap this up? I've got a weather pun, kind of, sort of. I All really right. thought you were going to turn that into a song, and then you didn't, and now I'm sad. Uh, the real singer here is Chris. We know that. Oh, that's true. I, <laughs> he, he's so modest with it. You guys ready? Yep. You know, the forecast calls for a lot of snow and ice and even some hail, but I thought it was a nice day. Nope, didn't like that one. What? We don't. We boo, don't know. What? Okay. That's not a joke. What? That's a, oh, a. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Boo, boo. Wait, read that back real. I got to hear that again slower. Uh, well, I already messed it up because I lost it. We Adam! Won't, we, we, won't, we won't count that. Boo, bad joke. Okay, boo, I'll get off the joke. Hey, I'm not cutting that out. That's stupid. Yeah, you're, you're have no. <laughs> you have to live with that. You have to live with that. What? All right, here's a bad one then. A good bad one or a bad Maybe. bad one? Oh, I gotta find a really good one. Oh. All right. Since we were talking about the UK, why is Britain the wettest country? Why? Because royalty has reigned here for years. <laughs> uh, that was better. All right. That was better. See you guys later.